You're listening to MPS Connections with Brian Bruton. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of MPS Connections. We promised you at the end of the last episode that we would do a little bit of a deep dive into social-emotional learning, and I could not think of a more appropriate topic to have at this time because we know after going through the first couple of weeks of school, um, as many people have indicated, change is inevitable, um, and the ability to pivot and react to those changes um, is going to be at the forefront of everyone's um, mind right now. And so we are so very happy to have special guests with us today to be able to give us um, an overview of where Midland Public Schools is with social emotional learning at this time. And I just wanna preface to all of our listeners that social emotional learning is an absolutely gigantic topic. There is no way that today we're gonna get into all of the deep crevices that exist within social emotional learning. We're just gonna try and give a bit of an overview of the journey that Midland Public Schools has been on, but also that the community at large has been on as well too. And so with that as a preface, I'd like to have our guests introduce themselves. And as we've done in the past couple of episodes, as I'm dealing cards, we're gonna go to my left and my very first special guest is Jen Service. So Jen, why don't you tell everyone what your position is and a little bit about your tenure with the Midland Public Schools. Hi Brian, thank you for having me today. Um, I am Jen Service and I'm beginning my 23rd year with MPS. Um, I am currently in my third year as the elementary curriculum specialist. I spent 15 years as an elementary classroom teacher and five years as an IB primary years program coordinator. Jen, we're so happy to have you here today. And then for the first time, we actually have a non-MPS employee as a guest, and we couldn't be more delighted to introduce you all to one of our very most important partners, Jackie. Could you introduce yourself to us as all, please? Sure. My name is Jackie Warner, and I'm a youth intervention specialist in our community. And that means that I do mental health screenings with youth and link families to resources. I've been employed by Community Mental Health for about 28 years and worked in this current position for about 10 years supporting the schools. Thanks for being with us, Jackie. We appreciate it. And for those that do know Midland Public Schools a little bit more in depth, Jackie will not be a stranger to you. She's been around here helping out MPS in many ways for many years. So thanks again, Jackie, for being here. And then finally, um, now to my right, we have Allison with us. So Allison, could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. My name is Allison Cicinelli. I am the Secondary Curriculum Specialist here at Midland Public Schools. I am Jen Services counterpart at the grade 6 through 12 uh, grade bands. My role here is uh, working with the core four, science, social studies, math, English. I get to work with IB and a lot of great programs that are out there. We work pretty closely together. This is my going into my fourth year here at Midland Public Schools as the curriculum specialist. Well, thank you, Allison. We very much appreciate that. For those that do spend a lot of time around us here at MPS, we like to throw around acronyms a whole lot. Uh, educators live in the world of acronyms, and so we often just call it SEL, which as you know from the title of this episode, stands for Social Emotional Learning. So I will just ask to the group, can someone please define to me what social emotional learning is? Sure, it's the process in which we develop healthy identities, manage emotions, set and achieve goals, show empathy, maintain relationships, and make responsible decisions. These are the skills we want for our kids, right? If you ask parents and teachers, I look at 15 years down the road, what do I want for our kids? They would say things like 
able to achieve goals, manage their emotions, be kind to others, have positive relationships, be responsible. And so CASEL is an organization that defines this for us and it stands for Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning. Another acronym, right? Mm -hmm. as, as like I said, educators love acronyms. And so that's, that's a big definition, right? And it encompasses a lot. And so as I said at the beginning, um, social emotional learning in and of itself is just such a, a gigantic topic to be able to tackle. And one of the things that I know by working through the Midland Public Schools is that it is just not one person. Um, that tackles social emotional learning. So we know that there's teachers involved, that there's counselors involved, that there's community partners involved, and we're gonna make sure that we try and tackle that throughout the thread of questions as well to the different roles that each of those people have. But before we get into those kind of idiosyncrasies, let's talk a little bit about how SEL or social emotional learning ties into other ongoing MPS initiatives. One of the things that we try and do is to make sure we're not doing things that don't align to our overall grand vision. So um, is there anyone that would like to talk about how this ties into other initiatives that Midland Public Schools has going on right now? Sure, I can take that one, Brian. Thanks, Allison. One of the things that we've been focusing on over the past couple of years is redesigning our continuous improvement process. As a part of that process, we've gone through a needs assessment, we've identified some of our areas of need, and social emotional learning is one of the areas that has really surfaced as one of those areas that we want to make sure that we are providing support to students through. We also know that we've been working with many of our community partners, with Jackie, with other organizations. I'm not even gonna be able to name them all, but at the secondary level, I know we've been partnering pretty closely with The Rock. We also know that we have, uh, in conjunction with grants from the state, hired and utilizing support services for students called our Student Support Specialists that provide direct support to students. And we also know that we have counselors in our district at all of our secondary buildings that are really uh, the gatekeepers to really help support our students with both mental health supports so that we can really ultimately reach our academic uh, outcomes that we're intended for. We also have an MTSS coordinator and also at the second- I'll stop you there, MTSS, help the public with our acronyms here in education. Uh, thank you, Brian. Yep. MTSS stands for Multi-Tiered System of Supports. There you go. And one of the things that has been a focus area in alignment with our continuous improvement process is providing all supports for students to help them become the most successful person that they can be. Very good, so Jen, was this SEL or social emotional learning initiative was it in place before the pandemic occurred or was it created because of the pandemic if you understand what I'm asking sure so at the elementary level um, long before the pandemic started uh, we implemented the IB primary years program in our um, elementary schools again beginning in 2013 um, to um, highlight in the mission statement of PYP um, we work to develop knowledgeable and caring young people to help create a more um, better and peaceful world. And we really encourage our students to become active and compassionate lifelong learners. Um, embedded in the framework of the IB is the SEL piece through the learner profile attributes, which I know many families um, are familiar with. Throw a couple of those out. At sure. So we work folks. that we want our students to be active communicators, active thinkers, active inquirers. Another essential element of the PYP are the approaches to learning, uh, which aligns with uh, Jackie's earlier statement on developing skills for our students. 
Uh, two that I'd like to highlight are the self-management skills um, and the social skills through the IB, which focus on states of mind and developing positive relationships with students. Hey, I'd like to add one more thing. A few years ago, the Midland Community Foundation looked at gaps in our community. One of our groups that was formed was the Mental Health School Gaps Group, which later became the Youth School Services. We looked at feedback from counselors, teachers, all the educators that we could come in contact with. And what we did, we first started with crisis services, kind of for what we call tier three students. And then we added in some services we could do for tier two. What we found is that we need kind of the universal uh, comprehensive approach for all students, which would be the tier one. And so they, we started working on these skills for everyone, SEL skills, started to identify what the teachers were already doing. We have such great teachers here that will do a lot of these kind of prompts and things with their students and then help to teach these skills that we want for everybody in the future. That was kind of like a higher level overview of, of why an MPS, what the definition is, how it ties into other initiatives that MPS are doing. So let's get kind of down to the nuts and bolts a little bit now. So let's kind of focus on, on what it looks like at the different levels from a student or individual support level. And so we, we really have three levels represented in the room. If you remember from the introductions, we have Jen with elementary, we have Jackie representing the community amongst many other partners as well too, and Allison at the secondary level. So um, let's just start with Allison because you're to my right. Um, and let's talk about the secondary level. So what does this look like from um, an individual support perspective at the secondary school levels? Great question, Brian. For the secondary level, we have our student support specialists who provide direct supports for students, as well as certainly our counselors who help counsel students for mental health, as well as academic needs. In addition to that, at the secondary level, we've been partnering with The Rock to provide professional learning for all of our secondary teachers so that they have access to an asset base focusing on strengths throughout the year in their general curriculum and in all their classes. I'm going to break one of my rules and interrupt you right here, Allison. Can you just stop for a second and give me 30 seconds on what The Rock is? Um, I know that there's a lot of secondary um, folks that might understand what that is, but there may be some elementary parents out there that have never heard about The Rock before. Can you just give me a little overview? And if I'm picking on you and someone else wants to chime in, by all means, please go ahead and do that. So what, what does The Rock do in partnership with MPS? Sure, uh, and I'm sure I won't get all of it, but I'll do the best That's I can. That's all right, it was an unfair um, question. The Rock provides after-school supports for many of our students and our families, but one of the things that they also provide for us is a curriculum called the Discovery U Curriculum that we access as Midland Public Schools to be able to provide social emotional learning curricular supports for our students. Got it, perfect, thank you for that. Right, so let's now shift over and let's go to Jen. So same question for you, but at the elementary level. So what does it look like from a student individual support perspective? Sure, so uh, like Allison mentioned, we also have student support specialists at the elementary level um, that can provide direct services to students. Uh, we have a newly hired social emotional learning specialist uh, that will be working with teachers. Um, a few years ago, we partnered with the RISE program through SVSU, we'll which stop is there. Stanford. You were already going. You were ahead of me. Yeah, and you were going to tell us. I the was, acronym. which is right. resiliency in students and educators. Uh, we really work to um, build teacher skill sets in tra trauma-informed learning, teaching and learning, trauma-informed practices, and also resiliency education. So we have cohorts of teachers that partner with uh, Sarah Owens Consulting. 
um, to learn more in that space to provide those needs for students in the classroom. And then I'll shift the same question over to you, Jackie. From a community level, what, what do um, supports look like um, for students and individuals that need them? So we have a couple options. Each individual that's in need of resources, we can do a screening and connect them to resources in the community. And we have a lot of great community resources that are willing to come into the schools, teach on lessons for SEL, help kids develop these skills that they need to just live a great life. Very good. Um, we're going to get a, a little bit deeper now into the individual um, impact of this and what it would look like for a student or parent that would need assistance. So I really kind of would like to do this by levels as well, too, the same way that we just did. Um, to keep in order, Allison, I'll pick on you first for the secondary level. So if there's a student um, that, that um, is identified as needing assistance or a parent that needs assistance or who wants assistance, who would they reach out to at the secondary level for that? At the secondary level, we would encourage students to reach out to their school counselor, their principal, their assistant principal, or a teacher, whoever they feel most comfortable reaching out to so that we can provide the supports that students need. That way, whoever the students are connected with, whatever adult in the system that they're connected with, we can help connect them with the right supports based Great. on their needs. Excellent. How about the elementary level, Jen? So the primary contact at the elementary level um, would be the classroom teacher. Um, students at the elementary level spend their entire day with their classroom teacher, really focus on building classroom community. So that is where I would start, as well as building principal. Also, we have, again, the student support specialists that are interacting with students, so that would be another point of contact. Sure, and Jackie, in your world, you deal with this every single day, um, and so if someone in the community says, I, I, it's time, um, I'd like to talk to someone, I think I need a little bit of support, what does that look like at the community level? So students or families can reach out to any of their principals or counselors in their schools. They can contact us directly as youth intervention specialists, and then we will link to resources as needed. And where can they find contact information to be able to do that? Is there a website that um, someone should go to for the community, um, or should they just do it through their school? Is that the best way to, to contact you? A great way is through the school. Uh, also, they can email me at jwarner at cmhcm.org, and then we would be able to connect as needed. Very good. So um, we're now drilling down, we think, to maybe one of the most important parts of this. Um, there's, there's a reactive and there's a proactive approach to a lot of these different um, pieces of SEL. And as we said at the very open of this podcast, we understand that the ongoing um, changing nature of the pandemic impacts different people in different ways. And so we now want to provide a couple of tips um, for families to be able to support their children um, throughout um, some of these challenging times. And so, Jackie, um, all of our um, guests are pointing to you as the expert on this one, so I guess you're the one that I'm going to pick on for this one. So can you talk with our listeners about some tips that you have for them to support their children through some of these difficult times? Sure. A huge place to start is talk with your kids. Talk about all kinds of topics talk about setting goals, relationship kinds of things, making responsible decisions. And while you're talking to your kids, do activities with them, be involved with their lives, learn what they like and what they don't like, ask them about their school day. So a lot of discussion and activity. And then notice behavior you want to see and compliment it. Make sure that you're talking to your kids and, and showing them the things that you do, model behavior, and then also what you see in them and, and then reward that. 
connect with your school staff. Our teachers and our staff in this district are awesome and they want to be able to partner with you and your youth. So talk with them, find out what they see and what you can do to improve on your end. Follow the plan. If the youth has a care plan, make sure you're doing those things. Uh, be a good listener. Respect differences. One of my favorite quotes is, understand differences and see strengths. So help you see when there's a difference, what can we do to get through it? And then to nurture self-esteem, give them responsibilities, allow age-appropriate choices, and show appreciation. A lot of times we tend to point out everyone's negative instead of the good things going on. There is um, no doubt that in the time that we've talked, we have thrown a lot of information out and we certainly do intend in future episodes to bring our guests back to dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics um, so that we can learn a little bit more on this, which is leading me um, into what we have in store for you all in episode five. I could not be more excited because we are gonna have the two therapy dogs that we have in Midland Public Schools actually in the room. We'll see if they will bark on camera for us um, while we're taping the podcast. Um, but we're gonna bring over the principals um, and the therapy dogs talk a little bit deeper about that program in MPS, which is tying into social emotional learning as well too. So that will be episode five. But to get back on topic of episode four, I wanna say thank you to all of our guests. Um, you provided a lot of information today and it's obvious that MPS is taking this seriously, our community is taking this seriously, and that we have very, very many dedicated partners from our teachers to our counselors to our administrators to all of those in our community that are supporting us to try and help everyone um, in any way that they possibly can um, in this trying time, but in all times as well too. So thank you to all of you for coming out. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you listeners for tuning in and we hope that you tune back in for episode five when we're gonna be talking with Shannon Blazy and Kara Stark about the therapy dogs and MPS. Um, stay safe everyone, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. We do encourage you to subscribe to this podcast so you're getting the most up-to-date episodes. You can find us on all the popular venues, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you find your favorite podcast episodes. Also, you're going to be able to access um, this podcast through our new communique format, which we hope that you enjoy, which is supposed to be much more mobile friendly, where we are also going to archive our episodes.